God, family, nation. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess we have to go around. This, this is we'll go around the table with this. We'll go around. Um, I guess we let's see. We haven't heard from uh, brother Ayon. Brother Ayon, you wanna uh, speak? He so he gave three uh, options, right? You said I for an I, right? And so and you're asking. I guess you just want to get our perspective on these three different options for a solution, and maybe you can throw another solution if you have something different than those three. So we have I for an I. We have uh, uh, economic, um, what's the word? Uh, economic uh, withholding, economic um, war. I guess yeah, we'll, well, say, I, we'll say we, 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 our finances, you know, from, from yeah, these so major we, we, We'll coin the term economic war. So we can do mm -hmm. we can do I for an I, which is like just all our physical war. We can do economic war, which, which when we control our our money and our spending, right? Because they talk about um what's it called a uh, uh, consumer power, which yeah. um Doctor Carl Doctor Carl Anderson speaks to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, with, with, yeah. When they did the bus boycotts, you know what right. I'm saying? That, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a little different. No, because Dr. Claude Anderson spoke to consumer power. He thought that was an absurd ideology of consumer power because he made this analogy and I thought it was brilliant, right? He said, now, you look at a drug dealer and, and an addict, right? And, and, and so the drug dealer, I mean, the drug addict is saying, well, I have consumer power over the drug dealer. It's like, no, <laughs> no, you don't. You have no power over the drug dealer. You can't like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, that's just not a real thing. But they have, but our people have bought into this consumer power thing. It's like, as long as you're consuming, you're, you're, the, you're at the, at the mercy of the people with the product because you need what they have. So we have to own and control, but that's another topic. But mm -hmm. um, so, so the options we have, once again, we said, uh, I for an eye, which is just you know fighting back, physically fighting back. You you kill me, I kill you. You take one of mine, I take one of yours. We have uh, economic war, right? And or we have leave this country. Those are the three options you presented. So we want to see. And also, also, also uh, the, another one I thought was uh, taking taking control of local politics. Okay, so political, so we can fight back politically, economically physically or we can just leave this country so those are the four options you presented like i said if you have a different option then present that as well but let's get i want to get y'all your feedback everybody's feedback on those options as far as solutions to this problem that we're having right uh so we're gonna start with, with brother ayan you uh you there brother ayan yeah i'm here okay so what what do you do you have some thoughts some feedback on that yeah absolutely um okay i feel like yours. currently I feel like currently right now, what the, like uh, Brother Max said, he stated earlier was, you know, the younger people, this younger generation, I think they're more solely for an eye for an eye situation right now. All the other sides that we have actually suggested, they feel like we've already done. All right. They've seen the Black Panthers try to put themselves into a political position. They've seen Marcus Garvey try to lead. They've seen all these different things and they're feeling like, the only thing we haven't done yet is take that quote unquote Malcolm X approach in eye for an eye and go straight for the gusto. And I think that's what they're doing now. Now, do I feel like they're organized with it? Absolutely not. You need to be able to look at certain situations and become smarter with the way that they approach the scenario. But there's no way at all that we're going to be able to survive, uh, how do I say, like a man to man battle with the United States. That's not going to work no matter what. All right. They have too much manpower. They have too much everything else. So in my opinion, 
the best option would be to leap. If you are being, if you're being blackballed in a certain area, or if you're being treated wrong in a certain area, why would you stay in that area trying to fight for your freedoms when you have the ability to leave it? That's just my opinion on it right now. All right, well noted. Um, so we got, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll do a tally, right? So we have one for leaving. And um, all right, so let's see, we'll go before we, we, we talk about the different options with why we think these are the best solutions. We're just gonna deal with what you think. Um, let's go to uh, Brother Anayan. We haven't heard from you in a while. Brother Anayan, so what, you know, with the four options, we have uh, I4I, 242, we have economic war, we have political, um, power or political war, and then we have, hey, let's just get up out of this country. Okay, so you said before we actually go into the topics, you wanted well, to just it, choose? Yeah, it, it, don't, we're not going to so much go into why you choose this or why this is the best option. I mean, maybe briefly, but just kind of say which one you think is the solution, and then we're going to come back, and we'll, I guess we'll do a tally of who said what, and then we'll come back and say why. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take notes. Yeah. Who said what, okay. And then we'll come back around as to why you feel yeah. like that's the best solution. Yeah. yeah. I definitely want to come back to the why because I, I have some scriptures for it. But uh, I would say the two best things to do would be the economic war, number one, that because that's something that could be utilized right now before we actually be able to get up out of that place. And then, of course, the second one that I would choose would be leaving America altogether. That's my, my uh, stance. I don't agree with the uh, political war. Neither do I agree with the, what, what was the other one? Um, you have the economic or- um, Eye for eye. Eye for an eye, uh, two for two. Two for two. I, I don't agree with that neither. Okay, so let me ask you this, but without going into too much detail, I want you to say before we come back to it, but just can we, cause you, you said, you said with the economic and leave, you said we do either or, or you said we do both? I'm saying both. Okay. I'm, I'm, right. I'm saying we do the economic until well, this, the most high permits for us to leave. Okay. Well, like I said, just say, because we're going to come back to it. I don't want you to spill the beans too early on that. Cause I, I and the reason, cause I don't want you, your answer to, to, you know, influence anybody else's answer in any way. All right. So we're going to go around to brother Yassad. What you got? What, what's your take on this? We got I-4-9, 242. We got economic war. We got political combat and we have, you know, leave. Let's just exit the, you know, let's exit the prim. Let's let's um relocate. So brother, you saw what's what is your perspective on this? What do you think is the would be the best solution? Don't tell us why just yet. Just tell us which why which one you think is Can I say why I don't pick the other ones though? Because we ain't gonna talk about that when we come back to it. Uh, I mean you could say I mean when we come back we're gonna deal with the why. So because because when people choose different people choose different things when it's your turn, you can say why you think, why you disagree with that. So like, like let's save the why for round two of this, this, this part of the discussion. Let's just deal with what you think the solution is. All right. I think the solution, uh, I also agree with brother Anaya. It's the economic war, as y'all framed it, uh, and leaving is the best option. Okay. All right, so I got, all right, I'm taking the notes, right? And then we're going we're gonna to come back around. All right, so um, let's see. We got, uh, let's go to Brother Palau. Yeah, bro. Um, pretty much, I mean, 
I, I say, I mean, because we're living in the land of our captivity anyway, so it's going to be kind of hard for us to kind of save our money the right way, even though you, you can very, very save your money if you put your mind to it. So we still would have to spend in their system for right, certain do, things. Well, but you but going, definitely... You going into nah, why? Just, just give me the... We're going to come back to the why. But definitely the, the definitely leave. Leave the place. That's the... So, uh, that's, so just, that's it? No, 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 no just, just that's the, the one thing is you're saying from your perspective... And we're going to come back to you. You're going to explain. You, I'm going to give you a chance to explain it. But right now, you're saying leave. Yeah, Get stack your money and leave. Yeah, leave. All right. Okay, bet. All right. So we're going to come back to you. Um, Brother Corey, what you got? I know I know, Brother Corey. I know, you, I know it's going to be hard for you not to say why. But we're going to come back to the why. But just give us, you know, your, your uh, choice as to the solution. And like I said, if... I guess when we come back, but don't forget, if you have a different solution, you can say that solution, and then we'll get the why a little bit later. Brother Corey, you there? Yes, sir. Okay, there you go. All right, go ahead. I would say a combination of three. First uh -oh. off, the leaving, that's, that's number one for me. Number two, the economical aspect of it. And then number three, I say eye to eye, but not eye to eye as in, okay, you killed eye me. Eye for an eye, you said eye, eye to for eye. for an eye, I okay. said eye to eye. Eye for an eye, not as in, okay, you kill one of ours, you kill one of mine, I, I got to get one of yours, but more so like this, you know. Well, wait, we wait, do, wait, no, 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 you can't explain it right now. Everybody no, I'm not going to explain. I, I was just going to give my, what I explain. I'll get into it in the, in the, the why <laughs> later. I'm just trying to expound on like the, what I mean by eye for an eye. So nobody thinking I'm advocating for you when, when you when you come back to the when you come back to the why you can explain it because I, I, gotcha. I want to be fair to everybody because I know other people want to say some things. All right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, so you 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 got a combination of three, right? You got yeah. the lead, the economic, and the I for an eye, which I think yeah. it, I mean everybody who had more than one, I think it's kind of cheating. That's my opinion, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but we'll we'll come back to it. all right. So um, I, I'm gonna cast my vote. I'm gonna cast my vote, right? Um, I didn't really think about this while I'm listening to y'all. The solution. Mm. You know what? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to cheat as well. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cheat as well. Hey, hey, brother. Hey, brother. Hey, 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 hey look. <laughs> yeah. Don't be cheating over here. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm gonna have to cheat. I'm gonna have to cheat. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, Corey, me and you gonna have a problem, brother. <laughs> okay, okay. But look, look, okay, cool, cool. But, but I'm gonna I'm cheat. And I'll explain why when we come back on the, on the other round. But I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go. You know what? Ah oh, man. Um, no, you know what? I I I'm gonna explain it, but no, I'm I'm just gonna go with. I'm gonna have to go with I for an I and leave. I'm not gonna. I was gonna go with all three, or, or three of them. Um, no, nah, it's hard to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with the same thing with with, with brother Corey. And you know that's cheating. Right. I'm about to go with the same thing with Brother Court, but I and I'll explain why what I mean by it in the second round too. But uh, I, I, hold I, on, before I, we do, Brother Kyle, what is your what are you what's your take before we go into anything? Well, 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 before, well, before Corey already said, I already had my three down already. Okay, I, I, I was I, I was with three, because, and I'm gonna explain why. And I think me and well, Corey are, are three? in the same mindset, right? Okay, maybe may, we, we might my, my, my be in the right Yeah, and I, my my three is I for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 not not political, but finances, and ultimately leaving. You know, those those are okay. my three. Uh, and, and I think me, you, and Corey will probably have 
the similar, same answer, yeah. similar answers, you know? Okay, um, all right. So since we with, we with you first, um, since it's your, you know what I'm saying, your, your uh, question, I'll let you go first as to explaining your why. Why, why do you say all three? All right, well, well, when I when I when I when I say I for an eye, it's not necessarily in the sense of I'm going out to kill or you know for revenge, but it's more so defend, you know. Because listen, you know, I I I, I always looked at the scripture where Christ tell, tells the disciples, you know, at, at some point, you know, you're gonna have to sell your cloak and get a sword, you know, you know, and, and, and you gotta defend yourself, you know, you can't let. I'm not gonna let somebody come and kill me, you know. And I'm not gonna sit back and watch somebody kill my brother or a family member, and you know, wrongfully either, you know. So I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fight back. I, I, that that's just me. I'm not the type of person to run away from a fight. Um, withholding the black dollar or, or you know finances. When we talk about finances, you know, if we're if we're gonna talk about building our nation. Right, building our people, we need the finances, so we've got to formulate some kind of economic plan, right? And ultimately, leave because this is the land of our captivity, you know. Because you know, why not go somewhere else and, and build a, 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 a better nation, right? Because you know, one of the things I think of the, the kingdom is within us, right? So, those are those are my three, and that's why I've, I've chosen those, okay? All right, <clears throat> fair enough, all right. And uh, all right, excellent, excellent. All right, so and then we'll, we'll we're gonna expound this a little bit more later. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go all the way back to the top and go with uh, brother Ayon. Brother Ayon, you said leave. So tell us why leave, and if you if you have reasons why you didn't choose the other ones, feel free. You know, if you wanted to pick one, the which whatever you know which one you you just completely disagree with, but tell us why you said leave, and if you wanna you know add anything to it, this is the, this is the time now. Uh, the reason I said leave is because I chose that over all the other ones, because economically, if you were to build up or even withhold the black dollar, like Brother Palau said, it's going to be hard to do that with all the situation that's going on right now. And being that all these other people are of a different race. So there's no possible way we're going to be able to, quote unquote, stack enough money or be able to do this without giving money to this establishment. So just leaving in itself is just the best option for me. Um, get away from the scenario, remove yourselves from it, and then see what happens from that situation. That was uh, that's my insight. I see the only way to do it is just to get out and to make sure everybody does the same. Okay. All right. So uh, it, okay. All right, Bill. That's I think you covered all the bases right there. So um, leave. You know because. What I mean, everything else is kind of a waste of time, I guess, kind of like from your perspective. All right, so now we're going to slide over to Brother Inayan. All right, so Brother Inayan, you said economic war and leave. Why? Okay, the reason why I said the economic war is because realistically speaking, it's not necessarily a waste of time, I feel like, because a lot of people don't have the finances to leave. So some people will have to stay a little longer and build up, you know, their finances, basically. And in the midst of doing that, they can be the ones who partake in the economic war, trying to keep the black dollar amongst the black uh, community. And 
let me see, give me one second. Uh, the second thing that I chose was to leave. I think leaving is the best option, period. But I think that it should definitely be done alongside of the economical warfare. And the reason that we have to leave is because, number one, um, we have integrated into another people's society. And when you look in the Bible, the Most High never uh, meant for us to integrate into any other nation's society. Actually, it was the other way around. If they chose to partake in his law, statutes, commandments, and wanted to be a sojourner in our land, they, they could integrate into us. So basically, the, the situation we've been in since the transatlantic slave trade has been a change of roles. We're now the tail and they're the head. So we now depend on them. So I feel like we have to get out of that situation and basically financially establish ourselves and then leave. Hmm. Okay. So you, it, it's, it's more of a progressive um, process, like it, which, which includes all three. If I named two, I thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Which includes yeah. those two things. I mean, for, for, for those of us who may not have the finances, then yeah, it would include both. But for those of us who do have the finances, you might just want to leave as soon as possible. Forget the economical warfare. Just go ahead and leave. That's the economical warfare right there, too. You All leave, right. America can't get your money. Okay, now, uh, y'all remind me, I'm, I'm trying to make a note, but I'm trying to listen at the same time, but if I forget, remind me, because I want to, because, you know, leave is an option, and everybody, a lot of people mention, I think we all mentioned leave, uh, you know, every, yeah, everybody mentioned leave, that's the one common denominator, leave. So, I want to explore what does that mean? What does that look like? And how does that make a difference? Like, you know, somebody leaves, is that going to change their situation? But we're going to, we're going to explore that after we finish this round right here. Okay. Hey, Carrie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Upon that, I have an audience audience member uh, and he posed the question uh, just to tack on to what you were saying, because our common denominator is the fact that we have leaving, right? Right. And his question was, where do we go? All right. Well, say okay. When we get when we address the leave thing, that's what, and exactly that's the question. That's a, a legitimate question. Leave and go where? Right. So exactly. we're, we're gonna we're gonna explore that in a minute. So let's go to uh, brother Assad. Bro, bro, oh, brother Rob, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Uh, I just wanted to know, along with exploring the topic of leaving, could we also explore the other topics also? If that's okay. Yeah, just, yeah, absolutely. Just briefly, when we come back around. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right, so we're going to go to, over to Brother Yassad. Brother Yassad, you said you agree with Brother Nye as far as uh, we need to fight economic, we do economic warfare. I don't know if that's, if that's, the, that's the term I made up. I just, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to be creative and, you know, coin me a little phrase or whatever. So we'll say <laughs> economic warfare and leaving. So why did you choose these as far as that being a solution? All right. I picked um, leave. Because the Bible tells us to uh, get out of her so we won't be partakers of her iniquities. And these are some of the iniquities that we going to partake in, and like the brother that passed, and they keep happening in these different scenarios or the different scenarios of how uh, our people are being treated in the land. And my reason for the economic warfare is because uh, the Bible tells you that money is a defense. That's um, Ecclesiastes 7 and 12, right? Wisdom 
let's say wisdom is a defense and money is a defense. So we can use this as to open their eyes because if you look it up, the black people hold 20% to 50% of the economic structure in America. Some things and products is 50% and something for, but for the majority is like 20%. So if we start to watch how we spend our money and because of the way they're doing us and we shop black and all this stuff, then we can, we can hit them where it hurts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I want to say I didn't pick politics because this is like y'all keep saying, this is our land of our captivity. And we hear this ain't our place to be politicking with, with people that put us in captivity. Right. Uh Um, And I, for I for nine, I didn't pick that because the way it was worded. So I, I kind of thought, like, oh, they did something to us. Let's go back to them. But I agree with um, Ki when he was saying uh, we got to start to stand up for ourselves. And I quoted it was we got to start being bystanders to the killing of our people and being there watching. We got to start to. I agree. We got to start to stand up and defend put these cameras down and help people in these different scenarios. Even if, even if we got to do it to the point of losing our life, cause that's what Christ did for us. We got to stop letting people just do all these, these particular people like cops and all this do this to our people. Even us, we got to stop letting us kill each other. Cause that's weakness. We killing, we killing us off. So we losing our numbers to be able to fight back. That's what I think. Mm, okay. All right. So that's very that's very well founded. All right. So um let's see who we got next. We got oh brother Palau. What you got? So what what was your brother Palau? You chose leave. You just straight just leave. Why? Because I mean all the other options is just gonna create more chaos in a place that's already chaotic. So it's like why do the, the politics when that ain't working in the 60s with our people? That that didn't mm. work at all. So why why deal with the politicians? Why 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 deal with the the political realm like Yashad was saying? Why deal with a political realm in a situation in the in the land of our captivity? They're not gonna give us no political rights anyway. Still, we've been fighting for those over 50 years and we still ain't got nothing. So that's 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 that should get thrown out the window. You know what I'm saying? That should, that, should, that should be gone. And the eye for eye, yeah, you should, yeah, Christ said, sell your garment for a sword, but we shouldn't be out there itching to put, to, to, to be ready to, um, to pull a trigger. Because then all we ain't, no, we not, no, we not going to be walking in love. We're going to be, I can't wait till they try to do something to another brother around me. I'm going to bust at them. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I heard people even say that, like, we 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 itching for a war, and we look at the Black Panthers. Look at their situation. Yeah, they was out there patrolling the police, and look what that happened to our brothers. They had, the police raised war against them. So if we do that in the, in the situation, I don't think that's that, that that's not a bad idea because we should have people actually patrolling the police. But when we do that, that's gonna make us a more of a target, like they did the Black Panthers. You know, walking around with brothers. They already don't want brothers with guns anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't want us with guns. So we walking around and we flexing our our um 
our law that we have to, to own a weapon, to have a weapon, and to, and to show it, if we flex that around, all they're going to do is raise, raise war against us and, and, and go out and, and kill us. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like they did Bobby Seale. Like they did Fred Hampton. So we, we got to look at these things in the past as an example of what not to do. You know mm. what I'm saying? So that's the iPhone act. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with getting, getting you a sword and protecting your family. Now, if they try to run up on you in your house and all that, then they're going to catch this 12 gauge. They're going to catch w- w- what you got. You know what I'm saying? That's how we're supposed to deal with that situation. You live by the sword, you're going you're gonna to die by that. So that we shouldn't we shouldn't put that as the first instinct after on that. You know, or try to do it in a respectful after. Because to be honest with you, there's no really no respectful way to do an after and after. You can try to do it in a respectful way, but it's going to end up being messy anyway. You know what I'm okay. saying? We, we, we should all know that how, that, how that's going to play out. And then, like I said, like I said, no, no voting, none of that. None of that, because the 60s ain't work. And then dealing with the Instead of trying to raise war on an economic front. way with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah on, a, on an economic front with it, why why do that? Well, all we need to do is just limit our spending. Just limit our spending. Well, that's economic warfare, though. That's how but it, No, that's no. Well, we're talking about not, not using it. Well, I could be wrong. Y'all saying not spending at all, you know what I'm saying, in these, in these upper class and, and middle class businesses. When we're going to have to spend, you know what I'm saying, in this situation sometimes that we're in. So I would just say this limit. Our, and then a lot of that got to deal with us because we want the fancy stuff. We want to live like the Joneses. We want to do these type of things. And so uh, instead of just looking at trying to do not spend with the, in the, when the white man community or the things that he got established, <clears> we need to look at ourselves. Yeah, and be like, we need to start limiting our spending habits, you know? And that will help us save to get up on out this place you know so like i said the, the the best option is just just to leave when you come there's no other option it's okay, no other okay. option all right so that's your take okay i got you. so you're saying basically everything else has already been done i think brother uh Kayal said you know that and that's what this generation is that's their mindset which you know this is our you know this is, we're speculating but it's it's seems that that may very well be the mindset that hey the political thing that didn't work um you know, um, well, uh, the, the, the fighting back, no, well, you're fighting back. That's not going to work. I mean, we tried it to, to a degree, but what you're saying, that's going to, uh, I mean, they got a, a bigger military. At the end of the day, we can't win a physical war. I, I, I don't think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, 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 just head up, you know, just our community alone. Um, then the other option, um, what well, economically, you're saying, I guess you said practice that to a degree, but that can't be the solution. So you're saying, you know, you practice exactly. that so that you put yourself in a position to leave. All right, so cool. That's your that's your take on it. All right, um, brother Corey. So you said you you gave three reasons. You said leave, economic warfare, and I for an I. So why did you say that? Because I said that and brother Kayal said that. Um, so I'm interested in hearing yours, and, I, and, I'll, and then I'll, I'll go last and, and say why I chose those. Yeah, so first off, just putting all things into consideration, I chose leave first, but I also chose that with the idea in mind that these people would not, if, if every black person right now were to put everything down and say we're leaving, these pe- we would actually end up in a war. Because these people do not want us to leave. That's number one. Right. Something we have to keep in mind. Something we have to keep in mind 
is that, and, and this, this goes for anybody who travels frequently, there have been people that have been told that there are too many people leaving the country and not coming back. There have been people, every time we go back to the country, myself included, we get in screen, we get asked questions. It's becoming harder and harder to travel internationally. The one thing that we have to keep that, that I think that a lot of us are not remembering is that America makes its money in a lot of ways. And one of the primary ways is the prison system. You know what I'm saying? And the main people in the prison system is black people. You know what I'm saying? I think the problem that, that we're missing is that and this is kind of why I was so adamant early about that brother's intention when he was on that brother's neck is the fact that I know who these people are working for. And I know the orders that these people are getting. Their orders are kill or bring them to prison. You know what I'm saying? They have to keep these prisons full because they need free labor. The Constitution says slavery is still legal as a form of punishment. And what's keeping America afloat is us being in the prisons, us being in their military, us being their staff for these mega corporations, and all of these things. If we were to leave, there would be no more prisoners. There would be no more um, there would be no more workers in their corporations and in their small businesses. There would be no more organ exploitation. There would be no more of all of these things that is keeping this economy afloat on a black market. You know what I'm saying? So as much as we could say leave, and I, I, I agree, I believe it's number one option. It's the best thing that we could do individually for ourselves is to leave, preserve yourself, preserve your family. I believe that's the number one option. But if we're going to say it's the most realistic, I'd say it's the most unrealistic option on this particular list. That's just my take on that part. Now, if we talk about economically, economically, I believe we do need to scale back on our spending and watch who we spend the money with because a lot of these companies that we're spending with are the companies that are paying these politicians, are the companies that are funding the private prison system, are the same companies that are racist, that do not care about us. And they're donating their money to all these different organizations to make sure we're depopulated. Planned Parenthood, for example. There are people who can donate money to Planned Parenthood for black babies to be aborted. There are people who are working in the prison system. There are people who are working in the hospital, uh, extermin like exterminating people, flat out exterminating people there's a lot of covert and overt racism going on. And I think that if we start pulling the financial support from these people and start putting it into purchasing our own land, whether it's local or international, preferably international, but local is good as well. It's the closest thing to you. And making sure that your family is armed, making sure that you guys have a community that does not have drugs in it, that does not have gangbangers and pedophiles and all of these things, I think that that could actually be a benefit. You know what I'm saying? That's the immediate, what you could do right now. Like if I were to wake up the next day, if I were in the States right now, that's something that I could start talking to my next door neighbors about right now, as opposed to just leaving. Because keep in mind, leaving, we have to think about all the other aspects that come with it, getting a passport, you know, making sure that you and the person that you're involved with, if y'all not married, that you have the right to leave with your child, all these other variables that go into that. So I think that that's something that needs to be considered.
And last on the eye for eye thing, and I'll touch on the reasons why I didn't choose the other two as well, but the eye for eye thing, what I meant eye for eye, I don't mean us forming a, a group like the Black Panthers or anything like that. I believe that if something happens to someone's family member, I believe that person's family ought to be able to choose what should be done with the person that did it. For example, if that brother knelt, uh, knelt on that brother's neck for eight minutes and killed him, then that brother's family who took that loss should be the ones to say, this is what we want done with th this man. And if they say we forgive this man for what he's done, so be it. That's what it is. That's my example. If they say that this man has to lose his life or whatever, that's, that's another judgment behind it. But I just think that one thing that keeps happening is our brothers and sisters are getting killed and then these children are, being, are turning out to be orphans and bastards. They don't have a father or a mother there to raise them. And we're repeating the cycle and people in the community ain't stepping up to help them. So we, we're repeating the cycle. You know what I'm saying? And when there's no father or mother there, then the system can exploit them. The system can put them in an orphan system or, or, or send them into a home where they might be molested or sexually assaulted or end up out on the streets to where they're repeating the cycle. Now they're out robbing people, murdering people. We, we're, we're continuing in the cycle. So my thing is, if you're in a community and this is the only option, because with the cops, where we're at right now is this. You have a God-given right to defend yourself. If somebody is coming at you with the intent to murder you or kill you, you have a, a, a God-given right to defend yourself. You could go to jail. You might go to jail behind it. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't be worried about going to jail. You should be worried about how you, the most high is going to judge the situation. And if you defending yourself is justified in the most high's eyes, then that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? You have children at home. You have a family at home that you have to take care of. Then you should do everything in your power to get back home to your family the next day. Because as Tupac said, and I don't know if y'all, I just recently rewatched this Tupac video. It came up on my feed. But he was saying, in their eyes, they're looking at it like, if I kill this man, it's one less black person on welfare, on food stamps. But if, in my eyes, if you defend yourself, that's one more black family that we're keeping together. And I think that's the way we have to look at it. When, when somebody died, that's a family that just got broken apart. That child has to grow up without their dad, a uncle, a, a, a protector, a provider. And now there's a strain on that family and ultimately a strain on that community, depending on how that child grew up. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'll say on that. In terms of the voting aspect, I mean, what are we going to do? We're going to vote for, <laughs> we, we, got, uh, we got the right to vote, but okay, we got the right to vote for the same oppressors that have been president for 400 years. 99% of the people you're voting for are white. And when you look behind the scenes, they all working for the same people. So the voting thing ain't going to help none. And then what was the other one? We we had you, you you chose three of them. You chose lead economic and I for an yeah. So the other the fourth one it was, was only the, one more. Was, oh, was, I thought was it was two political. More. There was a political joint, which okay. you kind of you kind of you kind of jumped ahead on something. But I was going to come back to that political aspect. But you already yeah. spoke your piece on that, so that's cool. Now, mm -hmm. um, and you said a lot of um, a lot of things that you know that should be considered. A lot of things we didn't talk about. But the one thing I uh, wanted to point out about that is that you know. Um, in this previous, previous few podcasts, yeah, you guys have affectionately referred to me as Pastor Longwind. And so 
with that, <laughs> with, with that, with that, what you just gave, I'm gonna, I'm gonna refer to you as Deacon Longwind Junior. So, just for the record, all right. So, um, but it was well, well you know, you, you said a lot of key things, and it was um, something that I think we definitely uh, have to take into consideration. All the things you said. So, I want to, I want to, uh, I'm, I'm going to sp- explain my my position, right? So, I chose all three. I chose, you know, to leave I four and I in the economic warfare, right now. Let's deal with economically, right? And, I, and I'm going to go in the order I think we should deal with this. And well, also, I'm going to say this. The reason why I chose all three is because I think it's, <clears throat> it's when you're talking about war, which is it, a war. You know, there's a, a book that was called Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. And so the, it, the, it is a war against us, whether people want to accept it or not, whether they see it, understand it. That's the situation. We are at, we are at war. We've been at war for a very long time. It's a covert war. And um, so a war is fought on many different fronts. So that's one of the reasons why I chose more than one option. Uh, secondly, it's because I believe it's going to happen anyway. It's going to happen. All these things are going to happen, right? Um, even the political thing has been going on the whole way. We're, we've clearly, I think, lost that. We don't have a chance in the political aspect, but it's still a, a front that's war. So that's why I didn't choose the political thing. But dealing with economics, right? Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, hold on. Let me turn my phone off. So I apologize about that. All right. So economically, I think that's one of the most effective ways to uh, cause change. And we saw that with the 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 boycotts and whatnot. When Martin Luther King, all that marching stuff was going on, that was that didn't make a difference. What the difference came is when they boycotted those buses. When they started, when they stopped, I should I say, spending their money. With, uh, with these people, that's when everything stopped because we talk about what's quote unquote called the black dollar. You know, um, brown people spend, I, I mean, I forget the numbers. If somebody can look it up, the numbers that we spend every year, like the poorest people spend the most money and we don't circulate any of our dollars in our community. So it's not about, it's not, about not spending money. When I, from my perspective, when I talk about economic warfare, but it's more so about being res- economically responsible. And it's kind of going into what uh, Brother Corey mentioned, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Deacon Longwind Jr. mentioned. Um, you know, we have to be responsible with how we spend our money. We have to learn how to spend our money within ourselves. That's why you hear me reference Dr. Claude Anderson. You know, he wrote a book, Poweronomics, and he talked about how we have to learn how to spend our money with our own people, even if it costs more. Even if it's more expensive, it's, it's, it's so much it's important that we spend our money with our own people, and we don't do that. Uh, I'm not going to go into statistics on that. So that's what I mean by economic warfare. We have to just learn how to be responsible with our money, and that can make a difference because we've seen, we've seen that make a difference. I believe that's one of the reasons why they killed uh, King, not because he was unifying the people, but because he was teaching the people to be financially literate, uh, financially literate and responsible and to affect change with the dollars because a lot of companies, a lot of people, when that's, what, that's the only thing that makes a difference in what they do. Is how their bottom line is affected financially. All right. Um, you want me to uh, tell you that statistic real quick? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So according to this is University of Georgia said minority markets have a three point nine trillion. Oh, trillion. Trillion. Don't say billion. Now trillion Man, buying power. How many zeros? Is that twelve, sixteen zeros. That's something crazy. So this is how much money we spend. 
Hold so, on a second. Uh, hey, Carrie. Yeah. I wanted to add this to it also. Uh, that, that, that was great what you did, uh, Corey. But also, I, I, put, I, I put this up on, 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 the, on, on the dollar circulation. Mm -hmm. It says, the Asian community, yeah. their money circulates 30 days within their community. Right. The Jewish community, 20 days. The mm -hmm. white community, 17 days. Uh-huh. In the black community, six hours. Right. The, in, the, in the Mexican community, because I, I, this is the part I didn't want to go in, so y'all can't put this on me and say I'm passing along when, because I, I skipped over that, but the brothers say <laughs> y'all brought that in. Because in, in the, the Hispanic community, it's, it's 12 days, I believe. Mm -hmm. and, and then within the, in the, in the brown community, in our community, uh, when I say brown, I mean what we call, what they refer to us as black, we're going to deal with colors. If not, mm -hmm. we say African-American. So, you know, in, in the brown community, right, because we brown like the ground, like the, most, the dirt the most I made Adam from. But exactly. in our community, as soon as we get paid, we go spend our money with another nationality. We go to the check cashing place, a different nationality. We go to the store, buy gas, whatever we get, we spend our money with another nationality. So our money, lead, it doesn't stay within our community at all. So when we talk about the Jewish dollar stays in the Jewish community for 30 days, that, that dollar circulates at, between at least 30 different Jewish people before it goes to another nationality. Yeah, 30, 30 days within the Asian 30 community. Days. Yeah. Oh, 20 yeah, in the days Asian community. The Jewish community. Right, so we're talking about 30, not 30 people, 30 days. So, you know, that money, it, it, and that's a whole other discussion, which we should definitely go into that, dealing with, and we should try to get Dr. Claude Anderson on here, man, because he be coming with it, man. And yeah. uh, the, only, the only issue I have, uh, or what I would like to discuss with him is about leaving, because everything he's saying do, he's, but he, he, everything but leaving. But anyway, let me go back to my point. So that, that's my economic issue, right? That's my, or that's my stance on the economic aspect of it. When I say I for an I, right? Um, at the end of the day, we're dealing with European Americans. The only language that they understand at the end of the day is I for an I. Everything else is, is really a waste of breath. At the end of the day, if you're not going to make me, then I'm not going to do it. And that's just it. So we can, we can talk until we blow in the face. We can talk about spending how we're going to spend our money and everything, which makes a difference to a certain degree, up to a certain point. But at a certain point, listen, man, we're going we gonna, to, if y'all ain't going to comply, we're going to roll out these tanks. We're going to make you spend your money. If you ain't going to spend your money, y'all going to do it like this. I mean, look at Black Wall Street. What happened? We, that's when you talk about the brown dollar was circulating within the brown community. They had, you know, a, a Rosewood, Black Wall Street. It was another community. And they, they destroyed it because that's what they understand. They understand, you know, physical might. So that's what I'm saying, eye for an eye, because... At the end of the day, that's, that's, what, that's what they respect. You have to meet aggression with aggression in, in, in some cases. And with these people, these European-Americans, this is what you got to do. I mean, and you look at the history of the Europeans, with, with going from the Romans to the Greeks, uh, you know, all these people, that's what they do. They go from one place to another and uh, assert their will with war, with military might. That's the, and then the only thing they respect is when another country or another people has equal or greater military might. And then they, they fall back. That's the only language they speak, and that's the only thing that really can determine whether or not you're going to have a fair shake in the situation, is if you can physically impose yourself or impose your will, you know, on them. Because if they can physically impose their will on you, they will. And if they can't physically do it, then they'll try to do it in other subtle ways. 
and it, it's still a war. It's still them trying to impose their will. So that's what I mean by I for nine. Now, like I said, I believe it's going to happen anyway. Now, I don't think it's the wisest situation. I agree, with brother Palau. It's not going to favor. It's not going to work out in our favor because people don't even don't even understand the technology that they have and they're ready for this war. They've been ready for this war for a long time. And the technology that people are going to see when everything hit the fan is going to blow people's minds. So they're ready. They ready to go to war. They ready to, to, to pull out their new toys and their new technology and, and corral these people. And it's not just, it's, it's, it's mainly for brown people, but it's going to be for everybody who's going to resist their control. Uh, and then the last part is leave. And, and here's the thing about when I say leave, right? At the end of the day, just say we got the upper hand. Somehow, most high would he, he got the upper hand. These people will drop a nuclear bomb on this country before they let us take it over. So that's the reason why I'm saying we just need to leave anyway. Because we took it over and we did the best country in the world, the most fair, serene, peaceful country in the world. They would drop a bomb on it. <laughs> They'll find a way to destroy. We can't have it. Nobody. They'll destroy the whole earth before they give, give us just the United States. They'll blow the whole thing up. So it's like, it's, it, even if we get it, you know, they, they, you know, unless it's a way for us to stop them from doing that, they'll drop a nuclear bomb on the whole thing. They probably already got set up to where at the end of the day, they can push a button and do something destructive, destroy the whole thing if they don't have it. If it's not mine, I'll, just, I'll burn the house down if I can't have it. Hey, can and I so, say something to you? I, I don't yeah, mean yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Even, yeah, what you're saying, that's, that's 100% correct, bro. This now Anayan, he can speak for the he from Philly. They bombed a whole block of people who won't spend him a certain amount of money who who was actually raising war against um doing it an economical way. Won't yeah, trying to true. spend certain money money or not. They dropped a whole bomb on these people and I remember on that. blocks. Yeah. yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So if they did it again, they they'd do it, they'd do it again. That's Just like you exactly. said about Black Wall Street. They right. seen that the money was and circulating in black, yeah. Mm -hmm. They seen the money circulating, they set it on fire. Right. They say so and that's what I'm saying. That's the language they speak at the end of the day. So that's why I chose the three that I chose. Now I want to ask another question before we go into the whole aspect about leaving, right? Because when we talk about leaving, all right, let's just say because everybody that was a that was a um uh a, a, a common denominator leaving. Now the other <laughs> the other common denominator I want to talk about briefly before we go into the leaving thing is that why nobody chose the political front. And then I think Brother Corey already touched on it. I'll speak my little piece, and then we'll go back around. Then we'll get into the aspect about leaving, why, when, where, what, how, all that stuff about leaving. But just from a political standpoint, I think it's it's pointless. Like I said, we've already lost that battle, um, and you have you 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 choosing between you know a, a snake and a bear. You know you choosing because there's really it's only one political entity. And they give the illusion of choice. They give the illusion of two different things, but it's all one. They're all together. And it's such a tight-knit thing that, you know, we're never going to, I think, affect change politically. It's, it's, it's like, you know, I don't even can't think of a good analogy right now, but I just think it's pointless to try to fight politically because it's, it's just no way possible with the, the structure they have set up, we will be able to take over or through political means create a... a um, a change that's notable or that's desirable through political means. So that's my take on that. So, um, I, um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. 
Well, I want to I want to chime in on that. Uh, why I didn't choose politics is because when you're looking at just and and, and it's the same thing. I, I I totally agree with you because you've looked. We 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 we've been to the voting uh, booths. You know what I'm saying? We you've had campaigns, vote or die. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, you know when Obama came with, with you know the the, uh, the change slogan. You know what I'm saying? Like voting hasn't done anything for our people. We put these politicians, whether whether people believe in the voting system or not, right? But when these when these people have gotten elected with the support of blacks or, or, or minorities, right, or just brown people in general, they never come through on their agenda to help us. You know what I'm saying? It's always they'll they'll, they'll turn around and go and help the, the homosexuals before they turn around and help us because you know now that they've got rights. On, 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 on our civil rights that that we fought for, right? And they and they've got more rights, you know. So 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 to me, it's like, why why my vote? What, what, why do you want my vote? What, what's the point of, in me going to stand in line to help you get in a position of power when you're gonna turn around and do the opposite of what you said you were gonna do for me anyway, you know? So so to me, vote, voting, it, it, to me, you you, you got to destroy that whole system because there's really no real democracy, like you said, because it's nothing but two, uh, two, uh, a two-sided coin, right? You're either voting for for the left or the right, and really they're all the same. So, so why am I gonna waste my time to vote, put these people in, in a position of so-called power when they're not gonna do anything to help right. our community? They, in they have their own agenda, like you said, it's two exactly. sides of the same coin. So you don't matter <laughs> who you vote for, it's the same people, and they're all related. But that's that's like I said, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, so you basically agree with me as far as. I, why you wouldn't vote? I mean, why politics is not the answer? That's not yeah, the solution. Politics is not the answer. Then you, you, you. I don't know if you guys have heard, but then you, you hear uh, Joe Biden recently talk about if you don't vote for him, you're not black, brother. Yeah, they just man, they just doing. It. They, they show how much they don't care, man. How much of this? Yeah, that's just show how much of this. Exactly. You know, he, he's another super predator. <laughs> called black men super predator. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 listen. Don't forget, we know your history. You know what I'm saying? We, we ain't that stupid. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is why, you know, I'm saying, why are we going to vote? This is why people don't people don't even care to vote. You know? Yeah, and, 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 it's and anything, we'd have, you, know, it, you know, when we talk about Tupac, it's like, look, you, you want to vote? Listen, we got to create a whole nother party so we can even have an even fair, pl- a, a fair, yeah, a, a level of fair but, play, a playing but, field. That you wouldn't work. But, that wouldn't yeah. work because if we did that, like they have the independent party, right? And that's just for the illusion of choice. But if you listen, man, if it, it's like everything we do as a people, somehow it becomes illegal, right? But exactly. I want to I, I give other people. Let's. Uh, I want to go to Brother Yassar real quick, Brother Yassar. Why didn't you choose politics? I didn't choose politics because, man. I just want to kind of say, for what, and leave it at that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> right, it's, it's pointless, right? I mean, you look at the history, and then knowing, knowing what we know about politics and what's really going on with it, it's it's really just no point. Um, so yeah, just really short and sweet. What, what's the point, right? Um, brother Nyan, why didn't you choose politics? I didn't choose politics for some of the same reasons that y'all expressed. And also along with that, because, you know, in the Bible, the Most High told us that we're not supposed to put leaders over us of other nations. And, you know, basically, knowing that how 
you know, basically we're putting our oppressors over us. So that just doesn't even make sense to try to choose politics as a way to, uh, to liberate our people. When the same people who's the ones who basically put us in captivity is the same people that we're voting for. So that, that doesn't really make sense to me. Oh yeah, you know what, and you say that because there's a documentary. I gotta remember the name of the documentary about the Democratic Party showing how they were the main component, one of the main parties behind slavery. I forget, I gotta find it, man. I forget what it's called, something about the Democrat, the history of the Democratic Party or or something about the Democrats, man. But it's, I didn't see it, but I saw a preview of it and I wanna check it out, but it's showing how the yeah. Democratic Party has always been against people of color, always. Yeah. All right, and, and, and Brother Palau, I mean, he said it off the rip, politics was pointless. So we got that done. All right, so now let's go into the whole thing about leaving. We all say leave. leave leaving is the solution. All right, that's the, I guess, the ultimate solution, right? You got the whole progression of it. But ultimately, leaving is, I think, the solution that we all can agree on uh, as a whole. So um, I could have swore I turned this ring off, man. Um, let me mute this thing. Um, so oh, we talk about leaving. Over there, man. Yeah, right. That's, that's, that's my little. That's my little um, alert thing, right? So um, we talk about leaving, right? And so I think, uh, brother Palau, you said your 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 guest or your ho or your friend said, you know, where do we go? So we we look at um, the 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 what is the five W's? The what? The when? The where? The how? That's not a W. Um, and stuff like that, right? So. I think everybody on this phone has lived abroad or at least traveled outside of the United States. So we all have, a, a, you know, uh, experience living abroad, living outside of America. So I guess we can speak to our experiences and try to answer some of these questions as to, um, or from our personal experience, right? Now, I guess the, the most obvious question I think we should address first is where, okay? Now, I'm going to say this, and then I'm, I'm going to pass it around. I mean, it's a big world. You say where to go. Listen, away from America. That's my, <laughs> you know, like, I can't tell you where exactly to go. Like, people have to do their own research. They have to deal with their, you know, you got to look at the job market. There's so many other things you got to look at. How you, you know, all those things you have to consider when you want to talk about where to go. But there's, you got the whole world to go to. This, I mean, it's the whole world, but let's just deal with Africa, the continent of Africa. I was in middle school and I was in in-school suspension and we had a guy, he was a military dude. He was the teacher in there. And he said to us one day we were in there, he said he was planning a, a vacation or, or something for his wife, a romantic vacation or anniversary vaca vacation or something. And he said he was taking his wife to Africa. Now we're in the sixth grade. This is the nineties. So we like Africa, you know, what, what, like, wow, <laughs> who going to take their wife to Africa for a vacation or a romantic or, or, or uh, uh, anniversary trip? Like, cause it, all we is what we saw on TV, huts, Sahara desert, skinny children, big bellies and bunch of flies. Five cents a day. You can feed a child. All this. That's the only thing we know about Africa. Maybe we've seen the movie, um, uh, uh, Shaka Zulu. They living in huts, you know, feathers on their head, whatnot. But we've never seen other than that. So he, he, but him being in the military, he had traveled. And this is the first time I had ever had somebody tell me, man, Africa has some of the most beautiful places in the world. It's, the, it's one of the nine, it has places of the, the eight wonders. 
to the world and stuff like that. He, he was showing us pictures and stuff. We like, what? Like this is the thing you've never seen. And, and now knowing what I know now, how the Europeans, they love Africa. They come, they, they come to Africa and they never leave. Generations. Um, the, the actress, the pink uh, girl, um, Charlize something, she's South African. Born and raised in South Africa. So it's like, you know, they come and they literally never leave because it's such a beautiful place and it's so, it's so much there for us. But we as a people they look at Africa like, oh, I ain't going to Africa. No. But so in it, it, Africa, just one example, but there's so many places you can go and thrive and live and just, it, just operate and live outside of America. So you say, where you got the whole every, anywhere, but North America. I was, I wouldn't even go to Canada. It's just too cold, but you can go anywhere, but North America. So that's my answer. When you say where, you know, that's up to you where, but just leave America. But let's go around. We're going to, I'm going to start with brother Yassad this time. Brother Yassad, how, what's your response to the question when somebody said, okay, when we talk about leave, where do we go? I would say, uh, it depends on like your job because you want to go somewhere where you can live straight. I would say some place that's economically sound, meaning like uh, you come up in the world. <laughs> if, if I'm putting it frank, like you, you can live a comfortable life, you know what I'm saying? And not have to struggle left from one struggle to another, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I agree with you. Where, sure, there's plenty of places you can go that ain't uh, killing you, you know what I'm saying, or keeping you down. So where is pretty much up to your perspective, you know what I'm saying? Okay, all right. So which uh, that's a short answer. And I, I have a follow-up question that we're going to come back around to that's going to be, I think you'll be able to expound more on some things, right? So let's go over to... Um, Brother Palau, I know Brother Palau, you've traveled. I don't think you've necessarily lived outside of the United States, but you've traveled, right? So, what? How do you? What's your response to that question? So, brother, say, well, you you saying leave? Where I'm gonna go? How do you respond to that? I mean, exactly what you said. Like, it's, it's a big world out there, you know. what I mean, but on a just on a physical aspect, you know, what I'm saying not dealing not, nothing with the Bible or nothing like that. I'm pretty sure we we'll get into that, but is on a physical aspect, outside of, outside of scriptures and stuff like that, it's you can go anywhere you please to go. You know what I mean? And Corey, he touched on a lot of stuff about considering certain things because a lot of people don't have passports and stuff like that. A lot of but we can we can get those. We'd rather spend money on on cars, on houses, when we can get one hundred and fifty dollars and pay for a passport, even if you got a felony. It's very. I know people who got felonies who got passports. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's just a matter of on, on what you trying to do and, and when you trying to do it and how fast you trying to do it. For real, for real. Um and you can just go about any anywhere you want to. And cause we is just us being black black Americans or, or just brown people in in America, we put ourselves in financial struggle and financial bondage. Uh, hold on, hold on, Pilar, you're going off the path, which I agree with everything you're saying, but brother, where am I supposed to go? Hey, you get a, the best place I can tell you to go to, go to Africa. Your money go far. It, it, it will go far over there in Africa. It, it will go far. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Now, now listen, now, and, and understand we're, we're giving you from our experience, our perspective. 
Don't get on no airplane and go to Africa and say, Brother Palau told you to go to Africa. <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just go to, I mean, of course, this, this, is, we're, this is with the assumption that you're going to do the proper research, you know, and take your time and, and, and map out a plan before you leave. You don't go anywhere without researching and planning, right? But Definitely. just in general, Brother, uh, Brother Palau, you're saying from your experience, Africa would be a good place to consider going, right? That's yes, you're not saying definitely... you have to go to Africa or go to Africa. Like you're just saying, but just from your perspective, your experience, Africa is a good place to start. If you're going to start yeah. traveling the world, if you're going to leave America, that's a good place to start. Yeah, right? definitely. It's a definitely good place from my, from my right. perspective, definitely. Okay, cool, cool. Let's go over to Brother Anayan. Brother Anayan, where am I supposed to go? You're telling me to leave and go where, brother? Where I'm going? Okay, I'm going to go to the scripture because like you said, I don't, I don't want to say nothing and somebody blame me for it. So I'm going to just stick to what the scripture says, all right? So... What kind First of Bible of you got? Nah, see, because you got one of them funny Bibles. First, I'm going to go to uh, Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 8 through 9, right? It says, Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. How for her? Take bomb for her pain. If so, she may be healed. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her. And let us go every one into his own country, for her judgment reacheth unto heaven and is lifted up even to the skies. So the first thing that we have to understand is why it's so prevalent for us to even leave America in the first place, which is basically because it's not going to be healed. All right. So it ain't no praying for America. It ain't no saying God bless America. No matter how much prayer you do, the Most High has already predetermined the fact that this place is going to be taken down. Now I'm going to go to Jeremiah 51 and 49 through 50. It says, as Babylon have caused the slain of Israel to fall, so at Babylon shall fall the slain of all the earth. Now the reason they're saying the slain of all the earth is because America is a melting pot. So all these nations that have oppressed our people in the land of America, the Most High is basically going to have them be slain in America. Verse 50, ye that have escaped the sword, Go away, stand not still, remember the Most High far off, and let Jerusalem come into your mind. So for those of us that do escape Babylon, we have to remember the Most High far off, meaning in a different land, in a different country, and let Jerusalem come into your mind. Meaning that the end goal of this whole situation when it comes to leaving Babylon or America, at the end, you want to be in the land of Israel, but we know that Christ is the one that's going to bring us back into that land and uh, establish us as a nation. The next scripture I'm going to go to is Isaiah 11 and 10 through 11. These are some, some places that are considered to be safe havens in the last days. It says, and in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse, which is Christ, which shall stand for an ensign, an ensign means a signal of the people to which shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious, and it shall come to pass in that day that the Master, or that the Most High, shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria, and from Egypt, and from Pathros, which is the, uh, the, the southern portion of Egypt going towards like Aswan, and from Cush, which is modern day northern Sudan, and from Elam, which is modern-day Iran, and from Shinar, which is also another place in modern-day Iran, and from Hamath, which is Lebanon, 
and from the islands of the sea, which is the Mediterranean. So once again, I'm not telling nobody to go to none of these places. I'm just saying what the Bible says is going to be the places that Christ is going to recover the remnant of his people from. So we have reason to believe that these would uh, serve the purpose of being some type of sort of safe havens. And the last scripture that I'm going to go to, because one thing that I noticed is that, Brother Rod, just like you made uh, the statement that when the brother said that he was going to Africa, you know, the first thing that comes to our mind is like, ew, Africa? You know, they show us all the bad things that's going on in Africa. They show us right. the kids. And you got to ask flies. why they do that. Why they, why they always yeah. want to show us the negative? Why, why they want yeah, to exactly. view Africa in a certain light? But go ahead. Exactly. They show us the little kids with the, like, that's one thing I hated. Every morning before I went to school, I used to watch TV. And they used to always show the little commercials with, you know, the African kids running around with no clothes on. And they got flies on their face. They malnourished, you know, ribs, you know, protruding. And things like that but we don't understand that africa is beautiful they only showing you the bad side because that's what they they don't want you to go to africa really they don't want you to leave america period all right so the last scripture i'm gonna go to is psalms 137 and 1 and this is not referring to africa but this is just something to think about because they got us thinking that america is the greatest place on earth but let's see what david said it says by the rivers of babylon there we sat down yea we weeped when we remembered zion so this is a place that it was so beautiful and it was our homeland that when our people was in captivity in Babylon, we weep when we remembered or when we thought about our homeland Zion. We wasn't just happy to be in America. We wasn't saying, well, we built this place so we want to stay here. No, we wanted to go back home. Verse two, we hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of those songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Most High's song in a strange land? So we have to understand America is a strange land. That's not our homeland. All right. That was not the end for us. We have to start to return back. And like Brother Palau said, I'm not saying you have to go to none of the places as in Isaiah 11, but at least make yourself, or shall I say, at least put yourself in a situation to where you're back in the East, whether it be Africa, Asia, the Middle East, just please don't let it be on that Western world. Because a lot of people think that the ships of Tarshish is going out there and I have other reasons, or I have reasons to believe different, that the ships of Tarshish is not going to the Americas. So that's another thing people need to study as well. Verse five, it says, if I forget old Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. So this was something that was dear to our people's hearts, our homeland, Jerusalem. Verse six, if I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth, if I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. So we have to prefer our homeland over our land of captivity. We have to let that place go. We have to spiritually disconnect from it before we do anything spiritually disconnect, please. Because you can be out of Babylon and be over here in the East or wherever you may be, but still spiritually be in Babylon. And I'll yield with that. All right. So, yeah, you, you said a, a whole lot of things. So a couple of things I want to respond to, and then we're going to slide over to Brother Corey, and then we're going to get back to Brother Kayal. So um, you, you triggered a few thoughts, right? Um, you said, you know, 
it's gonna happen. The destruction is coming, right? And I would like to quote, and I, I, I say quote, loosely quote, the late great Dick Gregory, right? And Dick Gregory said this. He said, if, if God don't destroy America, then he owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. So not even coming from like a biblical standpoint, just looking with common, with, I would say common sense, but with a, just paying attention to what's going on in logic, you see that, you know, it's a, every kingdom had a, had a beginning, it had an end. Every kingdom comes to an end. And America has had its run, and we are now seeing America on the decline. And like like the brother said, it's gonna happen. It's it's no, and you can't pray it away because of everything America did. It's it's if if the Most High don't destroy, he owes Simon Gomorrah an apology. Because what what what's going on in America that didn't go on in Sodom and Gomorrah, and he destroyed that. So uh, the, another thing is um, one thing I want people to look at is that we talk about leaving and stuff like that. And, and kind of like, like Brother Nayan talked about why it's so important. Well, if if a certain destruction is coming to America, which it is, then when it happened, when everything started hitting the fan, all these foreign people that's, un, that's in this land, they're going to go back to their home countries. You know, the, the, the people that we call white, we call all of them white. But within that quote unquote white community, you have Italians, you have Russians, you have Yugoslavians, you have Ukrainians, you have, you know, all these different Europeans, these European Americans, and they're going to go back to their European countries. The, the Asians going to go back to their Asian countries. Where are we going to go? You understand what I'm saying? All these people going to go back to their country, but where are you going to go? So it's best that you start planning your, your exit. Because it's, it's gonna come. I mean, we saw this happen just with this 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 Corona thing, right? Uh, they shut down the borders and the planes and whatnot, and they making it more and diff, more and more difficult every day to get a passport. So you really need to be trying to think about this because it's gonna come a point you might not be able to leave. Well, if you don't have a passport, we're not giving out no more passports. Then what you gonna do? You know, and um, you you talked about um real quick i just want to i just want to clarify something on brother nine and maybe you can speak to this real briefly you mentioned uh about those places in, in isaiah and you and you use the word and this and i and i want to <clears throat> um just i guess more of a disclaimer we use this term or this you hear this, this phrase safe haven uh i would hesitate to tell anybody anything's gonna be a safe haven because there's going to be hardships and things like that and people what people's definition of safe haven means so just because you go somewhere that's written in prophecy doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to be safe you're only going to be safe if you're under the protection of the most high you can't just go somewhere because you're in this place oh i'm safe from whatever whatever you have to be under the protection of the most high which means you have to be obedient to the most high in order to be safe from anything um and hey can i yeah uh, yeah, yeah please can i clear that real quick yeah please, please yeah uh for the audience when i say safe haven i don't mean somewhere where you know no harm can come to you like brother i said you have to be under protection from the most high first and foremost but when i say safe haven what i mean by that is it won't be utter or total destruction how it's prophesied for america in these places that's in uh isaiah chapter 11. that's what i mean when i say safety Right, right. So just for clarification purposes, so, you know, like I said, people take your words and go all over the place with it. Um, 
All right, so now we got to go over to Brother Corey. Brother Corey, you said lead, brother. Okay, you spoke very intelligently, and you sound like you know what you're talking about. So, you know, I'm going to trust that I'm supposed to leave, but where am I going to go, brother? Can you, can you tell me that? Can you so, that where, go where? First of all, I want to say I agree with everything that the brothers have said before. I believe everything that Anayan said uh, is right on. Everything everyone else said is right on. I would tell people this, man. And I want to look at this from two angles, and I'm going to try not to be long-winded. But um, like Rai said earlier, man, there's a deception going on. We're in a situation where we have been made to believe that the world ends and begins in America, that there's nothing out there as beautiful, as great, or as, I would say, stable as America. And that's not true. One thing that Ra'ai mentioned earlier that is very important, and I, I think people really need to get it in their mind, is that there are places in the world, this is another part of racism and media, showing people certain places in the world in a negative light so that you won't want to go there. But in reality, I know the truth of this place. And one of the reasons why I say this is important is because one of the reasons they've been able to get away with destroying Africa in the ways that they have is the fact that they don't have people there that can verify and then come back to America to tell the stories unless you're in military. Like, cause a lot of the people that are seeing the destruction, they'll never get a green card to, to be able to fly to America and let people know what's going on, on the other side. But you as an American, the power that you have with an American passport at this particular juncture in time is that you could fly to almost any country in the world, probably outside of two or three. You can see everything that's going on and you can come back and tell these stories. You could fly from, let's say you flew to England, stay for a month and then you fly to Africa and then you tell somebody in Africa a story of something you experienced in England, somebody that will never have the opportunity to leave their country. Because believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, to get from a third world country to America is kind of like walking on, walking on a tightrope across the Mediterranean and trying to get to Europe for, for most of the people in that continent, the continent of Africa. So it's a powerful thing to have an American passport. So I want to say take advantage because as I mentioned earlier, some of these places, including Africa, are so beautiful that they don't even want to see our faces there. When they go there for vacation, they don't want to see us there. They see us there, it's a problem. We, we're finding out too much. We're getting too much information. And if we were to move back to Africa, for example, this is one thing I want to say, and then I'll get into my choice. They would have to go through us to get to a lot of resources that they're, they're getting for, for cheap or for free at this point. Get what I'm saying? We would be the ones there giving these people common sense on what not to do because we've seen how the story ends. So that's what I would say on that aspect. But in terms of where to go, I would say, first off, go to where you could worship and practice uh, your belief in the Most High without being persecuted at this particular point. Of course, persecution is going to come at some particular point, but go to where you won't have an issue with that. Secondly, I would say go to where you are respected and accepted. This could be a country 
that welcomes you with open arms, maybe will make it to where it's easy for you to get residency or citizenship. And then on the financial side, which is equally as important, go somewhere where you will be able to sustain yourself, your family, be able to continue your education and education of your children if you need to, and be able to live a comfortable life. Now, there are many places that offer that particular, uh, the, offer those particular uh, abilities. You have places in Africa, you have places in Europe, you have places in the Middle East, you have places in Asia. I'm not going to tell people where to go. I think brothers, uh, brothers like Anayan and Ra'ai, Yasai, Max Palau, they've already given y'all some good options. And I like the scriptural aspect that Anayan brought. But I will say that me personally, where I would recommend people go, I would say look to be among those that look like you. That's all I'm saying. So if you're a white American, maybe you want to go to Europe. Maybe you want to go to Africa. If you're uh, a pink, uh, I would say pink. If you're pink, you might want to be, be among pink people. If you're brown, you want to be among brown people. You get what I'm saying? So that's just my perspective on it without getting too deep into it. That's what I would say. All right. One thing um, real quick, Brother Cool, I want you to repeat because it, it, I don't know if it's, it was everybody or it was just on my end, but it, it, it cut out when you were saying, I think you said something. I'm, I think you mentioned uh, religious freedom or you were talking about go to somewhere where you can do something. You can practice your religious customs. Or something. I'm not sure. Can you just, did you, did you use the term religious freedom or you said something? I no, cut out. I said go to somewhere where you can basically worship and practice your belief in the most high openly. That's what I was saying. Uh, okay. So yeah, if you're I, somebody who believes in, uh, believes in the most high in Christ and you long to lead a country, you want to go somewhere to where you won't be immediately persecuted for your beliefs. If you get what I'm saying. Right. Right. Some places okay. they will immediately persecute you or they might not let you in altogether. So that's what I was saying with that. Yeah. All right. And just <clears throat> for the record, I, I want to say, um, brother Nyan, um, is, uh, 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 brother Lone Wind Junior Junior. All right, uh, I see, uh, brother Yasar, you you had something you want to add real quick before we go to brother Kayal? Yeah, and I'm brother Short Wind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, but uh, I was gonna say, man, and throughout my traveling on the um the eastern side of the world. It's not just, we saying this to black people now because this is who we, I guess we talking to today or, or a wide range of whoever listening. But in America, it's a, I mean, outside of America, there's a lot of Americans, pink and brown, that's been leaving over the past couple of years. And that go back to what Corey was saying earlier, that when you, people are noticing when you travel in and out of America, they starting to say it's too many people leaving. But a lot of people are leaving. And if you talk to the pink people or the white people, whatever you want to call them, uh, they'll tell you they don't like what's going on in America, the decisions and stuff that's being made. And like where I said, America's on this last leg, man. So it ain't just the brown people that's dipping. Yeah, but the brown yeah. people is the ones that's getting left behind because they ain't opening up their eyes to right of dipping. Hey, follow the money, man. I remember. I think this was probably before I, before I, I moved out of the, out of the country. 
or it might have been, I'm pretty sure it was like maybe 2008, 9, 10, um, a lot of people with money started moving their money outside to banks in foreign and other countries. And a lot of people with money started getting dual citizenship, making sure they had dual citizenship, you know, and, you know, with, with me living and traveling abroad, there are a lot of Europeans that left the States and they're not going back. And we're going to get, we're going to get into that in just a minute as to why that is. Uh, but before we go into that, um, we'll go to, we're going to go to Brother Kayal. As far as Brother Kayal, you've lived outside of the States. Um, where, where, where should, you know, the brother asked you where to go. What's your answer to that? Um, I'm with you. You know, research and see where you can go and make a life for yourself. You know, um, there, there, there's different areas, but, you know, get up out of here, you know, um, because the world is greater than just America, you know, and and, and just like uh, Brother Corey said, or or I think Brother Yasai was saying, look, you see more white people or pink people, right, traveling and living abroad than you see us. And, and then they're doing just fine, but nobody's questioning them when they do it. It's, all, it's only start to do it. And, and, I, and, and, you know, when I was traveling, you know, and, and coming in and out of states, but you know, why, why are you, why, why are you living? Why are you choosing to live abroad? You know, but they wouldn't ask that to the to the, to the white folks, you know, or, or you know, pink people. And it's only when we do it that it's it's a problem, you know. And and then you know, I've been told before, all you know, that there's a large number of of African Americans, you know, go moving abroad. And, and you know, you know, like I said, it, it, you gotta be able to do your own research. You know, if if you if you know you're talking about you know you don't like what's going on here in, in the systemic oppression and, and the racism, and you know you might not believe in the scriptures, do your research. But if you believe in the scriptures and what they say, you know, get closer to somewhere where where you know the, the Messiah is gonna bring us, allow us to get back into our homeland. Um, but ultimately, you you we gotta do research, and it's not just leaving. You know, you've got to be smart about it. You've got to have the finances, you know, the economic freedom a little bit to be able to leave. You know, you got to do your research. And, and, and again, I'm not telling you where to go. <laughs> you know, I'm not telling you where to go, but I'm telling you to do your research if that's what you choose to do. Right, um, right. And, 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 you know, the, the guest, uh, 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 the audience member, you know, that, uh, you know, who was listening, listening to, to the podcast and he, he he had made a, a a suggestion, you know, saying, you know, well, well, he made a comment saying that, you know, what well, if, if we do decide to start to to leave, eventually, they'll stop us from leaving because America has such a great influence on other countries and there's military bases all over the world, you know, then you know what what, what do we do if they do stop us from leaving, you know? or stop us from getting passports, or even to start to deny us entry, because, you know, we've seen that in some cases where they start to den they've denied some people entry into certain countries, you know? Right, now, and right. Another question he, he, he asked, and, you know, I want to say that with, with, with the brothers, but, you know, ultimately, you know, uh, you got to do your research, you know, on where you want to yeah. go. Um, you know, you can't get up and just leave, you know, and then, and then end up, and, oh, the brothers on, you know, 
God Family Nation told me to leave and I left. No, no. <laughs> nah, right. <laughs> and, and, and you said something that kind of, because I, I wrote this quote down earlier, right, about three or four people ago, and then you kind of said something that was, uh, you almost stole my thunder right quick, right? Because I, I don't know until now I'm feeling very uh, creative. I'm trying to coin these phrases, right? So when people, when, at the end of the day, somebody talk about, somebody asks a question, well, where do I go, right? Um, well, any question you have, the, the ultimate answer, I'm thinking about getting a t-shirt made like this. If somebody go get a t-shirt and steal my idea, I, this is, this is timestamp, right? Uh, this is what, this is, uh, the 30th of May, May 30th, right? Um, and so I'm gonna get a shirt made or something like that, or a logo made and say, don't ask me, ask G-O-D. So at the end of the day, people, you know, people want, they, you know, people want to ask other people what they should do. And you got to ask the most high ultimately, you know, we're just telling you from our experience living on the other side of the world, you know, now we talk about the fact that you see a lot of European Americans um, leaving the States and traveling abroad, working abroad, living abroad, all these things. Right. And it's, and, and they're not trying to go back to the States. A lot of them, are, they'll go back to visit or they might go back when they retire, but they're not trying to go back to the States in the meantime, in between time. So now I want to look at uh, the pros and cons based on our experiences. What are the pros and cons of living outside of America? And before we go into that, I just want to say this. Something, I, I guess, well, I, well, okay, I just want to say this and then we'll go into it. Everybody cannot handle absolute freedom or everybody's not responsible enough to handle freedom. And, and I'll liken that to going to college. You know, when people go to college, you'll see a whole group of people that go to college and they flunk out of college, not because they were not mentally uh, capable, but they were not responsible. They didn't have the self-control, the self-will, the self-drive, and the self-discipline to accomplish their goal. Because they, you get to college and know you don't have mom and daddy to tell you what to do no more. There's nobody to tell you when to get up, when to go to bed. Nobody to tell you to do your homework. Nobody to tell you just don't go to this party to make a better decision. There's nobody to hold your hand. And, and so a lot of people, when they travel abroad, they go to these places and because they have certain freedoms that they didn't necessarily have in America or they, they're able to do certain things with anonymity or they don't have the same social constraints. You know, people are not going to look at you a certain way. People are not going to, you know, deal with you or address you a certain way because you're not from their country. Then people go and they just, they just lose their mind, man. People just do all kinds of stuff they would never do in their home country. Whether it's, you know, Americans in a foreign country or Europeans in a foreign country. I've seen people from Germany and Russia do things. I'm saying, man, they, they would never do that in Russia. They would never do that in Germany. You know, so that's one thing you got to consider, you know, your maturity level. And, and I use me for an example. I knew when I graduated high school, I wasn't ready to go to college. I said, listen, I'm going to have to wait till everybody who I graduated with is done with college. When I'm 22, 23, 24, 25. Because if I go to college right out of here, I am, I'm going to do everything but college. And sure enough, I didn't go to college. I went to college, but I didn't attend a university. I was up on the campus living in the dorms and experiencing that aspect of college, but I wasn't actually in the, you know, enrolled and taking classes. But the people who I was associating with um, on the college campus, a lot of those people got kicked out of college because they was on the same thing I was on. I just didn't, didn't waste my, my money uh, doing it, you know? And so 
just make sure that you, aside from being financially uh, ready to deal with that, you need to be mature enough to deal with the freedom that comes with that. Just like you have to be mature enough to deal with the freedom that comes with moving out of your parents' house or moving, going to college or going off and doing this. You know, it's, it's a lot of that come with that. So now let's, 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 let's deal with the, the We can work it out. We love a warm bed. We love some warm bread and shelter from the storm dread. And we can work it out. Mother nature feeds all in farming and drought. Tell those selfish in ways not to share us out. What's a tree without root? Lion without tooth. Lie without truth, you hear me out. Africa must wake up, you sleeping sons of Jacob. For what tomorrow may bring, may a better day come. Yesterday we working, can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? Yeah, Lord. Well, Africa must wake up, you sleeping sons of Jacob. For what tomorrow may bring, may some more love come. Yesterday we working, I tell you, young blood, this world is yours today.